Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness. Oh, you never change. You are constantly faithful, constantly true, and good, and righteous. <laughs> and we are grateful, grateful for your mercy tonight and the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all unrighteousness, that has saved us and set us on high and seated us in heavenly places tonight, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. We take our place tonight in you. We take our place in you. And we receive all that you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo, praise God, praise God, praise God. I would like to let you know or remind you, you probably saw each time you've come in, we haven't talked really much about it, but we do have a table set up with our ministry materials out in the foyer. And, and um, it's pretty simple. We've got some USB flash drives. One, they look like keys. One key, the silver key has all of our audio teaching on it. The black key has five music CDs on it. Uh, one is all Kevin's uh, trumpet CD, praise the Lord. Uh, and then uh, we've got uh, four other CDs. One of them's completely in Spanish. That'll bless you. And we have uh, some uh, actual CDs, if you still have a CD player. Um, we're trying to keep up with technology these days, but sometimes uh, some people still have a CD player either in your car or in your home. You like to do it that way. So there are three music CDs on the table as well. And then we would like to let you know about our website, DurantMinistries.org, DurantMinistries.org. There's a watch tab on there, too, that you can just, you can watch videos. Right now, we have about 25 or so videos on there. And now with my new laptop. <laughs> with our new laptops. Uh, We'll be able to edit while we're on the road as well because uh, we've been having to do everything when we get back home, which sometimes we're only home three or four days, and uh, i got to clean my house and edit videos and do laundry. So uh, uh, now we'll be able to edit videos on the road as well. So praise the Lord. We can add some more. But uh, there are about 25-ish videos uh, really of, of some of the hottest things we've been ministering, I would say, in the last couple of years. And so... Uh, I invite you to go there and, and uh, feed your faith. If you've enjoyed how we're ministering the word and how we're bringing it to you, you'll want to see some more. Those are absolutely free online. And uh, also, we have a testimony page on our website. We would love for you to share your testimony directly with us as well. And so please go to DurantMinistries.org, touch the testimonies button, and there's a place for you to fill out your own testimony and it'll go to our office. It doesn't publish right to the website. It'll go back to our office, and then we can, we can publish things. We'll not use your name. We'll not, uh, you know, uh, put you on some list that you get emails from us every day or anything like that. But uh, we, we appreciate you uh, sending us your testimonies. It encourages other people as well. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Would anybody like to share a testimony right now of something that's happened this week, this yesterday or, to, or, or Sunday? Anybody want to share a testimony that God did for you? Yeah. Shout it out real big. I, I started getting healed just before I got up to the stage. <laughs> I was on fire and I felt the need to come up and it started hitting me. Yeah. Amen. When I ran, I, did, I felt weightless for the first time. That's awesome. Yeah. I jumped out of my 
bed now, not having to stretch. <laughs> 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> Glory so, to God. And now, today, I can feel every single muscle in my legs. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hang on back there for a second, Kevin. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Josh, something is, has, has come off of you. Amen. It's Josh, right? Is that right? Something has come off of you this, this weekend. Praise the Lord. And, and not just physically, but I mean some other things have just fallen off of you. They've got no tie on you anymore. There's, there is no hold on you anymore. Yes, Glory right. to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Kevin, put your hand on him. Yes. <laughs> uh. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Who else would like to share a testament? Right next to him. Right next to Josh. Praise the Lord. I'll hold it. So I don't know if you guys know me. My name's Dan. Pleasure to meet you all. I'm sure you know me. <laughs> but um, God actually called me here back tonight. I usually work on Tuesdays till around like 8.30 p.m. But he told me to come here. He told me to make it. So I am here. And I'm Good for here you. to listen. Amen. And here to receive his word tonight. Amen. So Another I don't know what he's got in for store you. for me, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, praise God. <laughs> Who else has a testimony? Amen. Right up here. Praise God. Sure. Right. Um, I had uh, peanut, peanut allergies for 27 years. I'm 27 year old, so my whole life. Um, <laughs> so the, the, the morning that he was preaching on, about, uh, he said that anyone who wants to get healed of allergies and asthma. Yeah. Prior to him preaching that, he was talking about letting, letting go of things of the past. Mm -hmm. He had that image of him holding on to something while trying to reach yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, I, there's things that have gone on in my life where I've really started to like, learn to let go of a lot of old habits. A lot of things, and so it's given me like this attitude of like I'm not putting up with things anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it came with an attitude. So when it came when it came time to the for the allergies thing, I was up in the sound booth and I'm like, you know what? I'm not putting up with it anymore. Beautiful. So I stood up and I I, I received it. It wasn't anything spectacular, but I knew something right. would change. I said, okay, you know, now I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna be a changed man. I'm gonna be healed. I don't care, you know, what th what things were in the past. I'm going to go home a healed man. Amen. And so it wasn't until that night where the Holy Spirit throughout the day was kind of like saying, hey, you know, do it. Go eat, the, eat the peanut butter. <laughs> I, was like, it was, it was like, I was like, I don't, need to, I don't need to do that. I don't need to prove anything, like whatever. But he was just kind of nudging me. It was like a gentle nudge. It wasn't yeah. anything, like no pressure, you know. So I go home. I see the peanut butter jar, and I'm like, <sighs> Okay, <laughs> so it's like, I know I'm healed, I'm not worried, but it was more like, this stuff tastes like crap, I don't want to eat it. <laughs> I don't... We are going to edit those tapes later. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, That's I said, I you know what, I'm going to get a spoon, I'm going to eat it. So, right when it entered my mouth, and you know, you were, I forget who you were talking to about, oh, it was Adam, you said that sometimes our body speaks louder than our spirit, mm -hmm. we got our mm -hmm. spirit to talk louder yeah. than our body. Yeah. I remember that as soon as I started hearing, because my I didn't realize my stomach had such a loud voice until that moment, because <laughs> I could literally hear my body being like, what are you doing putting that in your mouth? Mm. Spit it out. Because it was in my mouth, I'm chewing it, and I feel like I need to spit it out, but I had no reaction going on. Because normally what happens is I eat peanut butter, 
mouth starts to swell up and itches like crazy. My wife can tell you I don't sound very good. <laughs> I get an allergic reaction. I'm like, like yeah. So nothing is happening, but I don't feel good. I go over to my wife and say, hey, um, I just ate peanut butter. And she's looking at me like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm okay, but I don't know if I should spit it out or not. I don't feel any reaction, so that must mean I'm healed, right? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. You know, I said, you know what? I'm going to go make myself a sandwich. I'm going to swallow this real slowly. And so I ate it. So my body was not, was like reacting. It was like, ah, what did you just do? We don't eat this stuff. And so I started feeling a little bit of the symptoms come back. And I just, I got an attitude about it. I didn't go, oh, it didn't work. I was like, no, wait, stop. Body, stop. Like, we don't do, we're a new creation. I started quoting the word. And Nicole's looking at me going, she's going, she's just singing. What was that song you were singing? Uh, she was singing a song, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, just keep doing it. <laughs> so I was just like, it was getting me like excited and riled up. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to take it further. I'm going to get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm going to make a whole one. I'm going to make a whole peanut I wasn't even hungry, and I'm like, okay, maybe a half of one. Because <laughs> it, was, it was nasty. But anyway, so I made a peanut butter jelly sandwich, and I'm like looking at it going like, I'm going to eat a peanut butter jelly sandwich. What the heck am I doing? <laughs> like, I don't eat these. Ah, well, I'm going to eat it. So I'm eating it, and I'm just like, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Body, shut up. Shut up. Body, stop talking. We're healed. Stop it. So like, I just, I just decided that I, I'm not going to accept anything else except uh, I'm going to eat the sandwich. And I'm not gonna have, I had no reaction that night. Amen. The more I ate it, the better I started to feel. So I just, I just decided, just, I made the decision. I'm not, I'm not going to be that same man anymore. Yeah. need to get that man some better tasting peanut butter. (laughs) 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We look forward to hearing more testimonies and, and I know uh, Pastor Justin will will share, share with us as well. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 God is good. He is good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We want to we want to leave you with something tonight. Praise God, and we're we're still going to minister to you by the laying on of hands. But we want to leave you with some some uh, another impartation. Praise God. I want to encourage you also uh, to at some point watch or listen to the two morning sessions that we had here. Uh, I, I believe the Holy Ghost is is saying some profound things to the body of Christ. Amen. He's helping us to be better at being spirits. Amen. Hallelujah. To not let our bodies speak so loudly. But really in the last couple of days, we've been talking about connecting with God. Because if you can connect with God, healing is easy. Amen. Instead of trying to get healed, trying to get something from him, just connect with him and all that he has, right? Matthew chapter 6 said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Amen. Seek first the kingdom. In other words, seek him first. Just connect with him. Make sure your connection with him, not just that you're born again, but that you're living out of your spirit because that's what he did. He recreated our spirits so we would have have absolute and, and, and complete contact and fellowship with him. Amen. Unhindered communication with him. 
Praise God. But he doesn't communicate with us through our body. He doesn't communicate with us through our mind. He communicates to us through our spirit because God is spirit. Amen. The good news about that is so are you. You are spirit. And when you're born again, your spirit is created in the image of God so you can communicate with him unhindered. Praise God. So he's not way far up here. Religion separates people from God. Religion puts God way up here and us way down here. And we're just trying to get stuff from him and get it down into this this lowly realm where we live. But we don't live in a lowly realm. We've been seated in heavenly places in Christ, far above all of that. Amen. And even though we live in this world, we are not now of this world, and we are not limited to this world. Hallelujah. I said we are not limited to this world. Glory to God. Uh, the Lord impressed upon me uh, a couple of months ago as I was ministering, and, and I was just meditating on some things before ministry, and And uh, all of a sudden, I kind of just heard the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. Jesus said on the inside of me, he said, you know, so many times when we're we're ministering to people, uh, we we tell them, have you invited Jesus into your heart? Have you invited Jesus into your life? And as soul winners, we want people to know Jesus. Amen? But he said, the real truth about it is, what I want is I want to invite them into my life. What he really wants is for us to be invited into his life, to start partaking of his life, because that's, he, he died, he gave his own life to give us his righteousness, not just to invite him into our old dead life and add him into a few things now and then, but to really come up to another level. Amen. And so we're invited into the Holy of Holies. We're invited into the heavenly realm, praise God, by our spirit to communicate with God. Even while we're in this world, we are not of it. So to access the the heavenly realm, it's got to be done by faith. It's got to be done by faith. And faith, we've been saying, especially in the morning services, faith is literally the operating system of a Christian. It's not a special camp, a special denomination. It's not just people who have read Brother Hagin's books. It's a new operating system that God put into believers, right? It's how you got saved. It's how you had access into this realm of God is by faith. You got saved, not because you read a Brother Hagin book. You got saved because you heard something about Jesus. You believed that God sent him and that God raised him from the dead. You confessed him as Lord. So you believed something and you spoke. Amen. Hallelujah. That's our operating system. So everything we do in God is operating by faith, believing and acknowledging or believing and speaking or believing and responding. Amen. But our first choice is to believe. Amen. Faith is not knowledge. Faith is not knowledge. Just knowing what the word says doesn't mean you believe it. You can know it's true and still not believe it. 
Believing is personal. Trust is personal. Amen. You know, we're, we're, we're getting up to elections again coming up, and, and uh, we're going to hear a lot of people say, trust me. <laughs> classic, classic phrase when it's election time. Trust me. Why? Right? Because you can't trust somebody just because they said, trust me. You've got to have some background. You've got to have some proof. You've got to have some track record in order to trust. You can, you can listen to somebody and maybe agree or disagree with them, but you can only trust them if there's some track record. Trust is personal. Trust isn't automatically attained. Amen? It's something that has to be acquired. And so when we say trust in the Lord, sometimes people go, well, I'm a Christian. Obviously, I trust in the Lord. But I'm an, I want to tell you, there's a whole lot of Christians who don't. Yeah. Right. Haven't really made that choice. Yeah. Right? Like our brother did here. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to, I believe what he said. Yeah. Holy Spirit nudged me to eat some peanut butter. I don't even really like peanut butter, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Cool. But trust is personal. It's a choice. Reading the Bible doesn't mean you trust God. Even knowing that he can't lie, you know, you're like, well, it's a really good promise. But sometimes we, we, we say promises of God, but we think about a promise like a friend of ours or somebody else who promised something and, and well, they meant well. You know, we all know people who overpromise. Right? And we know they meant well. We know they didn't mean to lie. <laughs> but when they promised, they didn't really calculate all it's going to take to fulfill the promise. Right? And so they promise and they say, I'm going to do this for you. And then they don't because maybe they didn't calculate everything. Maybe they didn't step out in faith. Maybe they're, you know, whatever it was, they didn't fulfill a promise. And so promise doesn't really carry the same weight in our own minds. Promise can be, eh, <laughs> right? Because people aren't always people of their word. They don't always follow up their word. So they can promise. We've, we've had the moon promised to us. <laughs> yep. we've, had, we've had a lot of things promised to us. Uh, so sometimes when it happens, you go, way to go. You did what you said. Good for you. Yeah. Right? It's better for you if you fulfill a promise than even the person who's receiving from you. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's better on you that if you can fulfill something that you said you're going to do. Right? Yeah. Amen. But when we say the promises of God to some people, that's iffy. It's iffy. Go with me, if you would, to Titus chapter 1. I want to drop this off with you tonight. And... Uh, I'm trying so hard <laughs> to not get teachy, but I can't help it sometimes. <clears throat> but we want to impart some things to you so that you're ready to receive. receive Amen. Hallelujah. And this will be something that uh, if you'll take it to heart, it'll help you going forward. Amen. Help you going forward. We are, uh, have been so blessed to be with you. 
And in these night services and laying hands on people, I have told you, and most of you have been in the services, I see a few new faces that I haven't seen before, but most of you have been in the services, and, and you know, you've heard me say, because we're laying hands on people with a, what we call a tangible anointing or a special anointing, something that can be uh, perceptive to the touch, that I can tell when the, when the anointing leaves my hands and goes into you. And that's what we've been, how we've been ministering. And, uh, but that's not like a, the highest thing God can do. He, he's, you know, he's got a, multiple ways of ministering to us. Amen. The name of Jesus works just as strongly. Amen. Matter of fact, I took about a year um, in, in ministry a few years ago. I took about a year and never even talked about a tangible anointing, never told anybody there was a tangible anointing. I ministered in the name of Jesus only for about a year just to prove to myself that I never had to have a feeling to minister to anybody. That I would never rely on a feeling. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. But at the, I have the same confidence just using the name of Jesus because we're all authorized yeah. to yeah. use the name of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It has to work because he said so. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. But we've been ministering with that tangible anointing. And sometimes it just helps people to connect with something. You know, it helps you to connect. Oh, there's something special happening here. And it helps people to relax and receive. Yeah. Amen? Amen. And so uh, everybody really has been very receptive to the tangible anointing, I have to say. When we've laid hands on people, it hasn't taken a long time to get it in you. <laughs> You've been receptive to the anointing. You've been receptive to the power. But there's another uh, switch to turn with some people. And it's coming up right here. Here's what we're going to impart to you tonight. Expectation. Expectation. There is a difference between desire and expectation. There is a difference between desire and expectation. And I will say that many people, though receptive to the power, come with great desire and not as much expectation. Yeah. It's a little switch. A knob that can be turned up or, or a toggle switch that so you can go from desire to expectation just like that. And when you do, your results will begin to climb and climb and climb and climb because faith, our operating system, gives substance to things hoped for. The word hope does not mean desire. It does not mean wish. It means expect. It means expect. Anytime you see the word hope in the New Testament, it doesn't mean desire or wish or want. It means expect. There is a difference between desire and expectation. For example, you can want something and not expect it. You can expect something and not want it. Right? So there is a difference, isn't there? You can expect something you don't want at all. You can just believe it's coming. 
I always get this. I always get that. It's allergy season. It's this season. It's flu season. I always get it, you know, and you're expecting something doesn't mean you want it. But you're so used to having it. You can expect pain doesn't mean you want it. But you can expect a certain thing you're going to. Oh, here, I'm getting ready to go to sleep. (sighs) I got to get ready for the pain. See, doesn't mean you want it. But you are expecting it. So if you can expect on that level, you already know you can expect. Don't say you can't expect. Because we're already pretty good at it on the other side. So can we turn it? Yes, we can. Not just by willpower, though. It'll be because you heard the word. And the word produces faith. And faith, because there's an empowerment in the word, because God's own substance is in the words he speaks. And when you hear the word that he speaks, the substance and the life-giving force in that word goes into you. Titus, the first chapter here. Paul, verse 1, a bondservant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgement of the truth which accords with godliness in hope of eternal life. Look at that phrase for a moment. In hope of eternal life. Now, I just said that hope doesn't mean wish or want or desire. Aren't you glad in this case? What if it just meant, gee, wouldn't eternal life be nice? Wouldn't it be great if it was really true what God said about eternal life? Woo, would we have something to look forward to? Oh, well, just, we just won't know till we die. Just don't know till we get there. Could that even possibly be what he's talking about here? No. In hope of eternal life, he wrote over half the New Testament. If, the, if, he doesn't, if he's not sure, none of us can be sure. But it says, in hope of eternal life, very important what comes next, which God that cannot lie promised, a real promise. Which God that cannot lie promised. What produces expectation different than what produces desire? Desire starts with you, what you want. Expectation starts with something God said. Expectation starts because God has said something, and he cannot lie. The reason you can expect it is because he cannot lie. And if he said it, then you can have it. Many times people come, and we say come expecting, and people think they are because they want it. And I know God can. And so they'll say, uh, oh, I, I, yeah, I believe God. I believe, uh, yeah, uh, I believe in healing. I believe God heals. That doesn't mean you expect him to heal you. Yeah. Come on. Amen. 
You, sometimes people say, well, I just don't want to wear these glasses anymore. Okay. That doesn't mean you're believing God for anything. That doesn't mean you're expecting anything. It just means there's, you're telling me something you don't want or do want. That's not expectation, right? That's just, I don't want, or I don't want surgery. A lot of times people say, I don't want surgery. Or, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of being sick. I'm tired, okay. But it's not faith yet. It starts with desire. Desire is a big part of what we have in God. Amen? And the steps it takes to receive from him. But we're receiving by faith, not by being tired of something. Right? To come on his terms. He said in Mark's gospel, the 11th chapter, what things soever you desire, starts with desire. When you pray, you'll have them. Did he say that? Something in there in the middle, isn't there? What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. Believe you, not even believe you will receive them, believe you receive them. When? When you pray. At the time you pray, he says, believe you receive or believe you take at the time you pray. This is another step in just wanting something. Oh, you don't know how badly I want it. Well, there's a lot of things we want badly. Amen. But in order to come to God, we must expect what he said to come to pass. Not just want what he said, but expect what he said. See the wheels turning a little bit. You could, uh, you could want Pastor Daryl and Pastor Lisa to come to your house for dinner. I would just, oh, I just love it if they came to my house for dinner. Oh, I would just love that. Mm. But unless they tell you they're coming, you don't prepare the meal. You don't get, you don't get your house ready, right? I mean, it'd be kind of silly to go, oh, well, I made dinner. How come they're not here? I really wanted it to happen. Right. Well, unless they tell you they're coming, you can't expect them to come. Right. But if they say, we'll be there, yeah. well, now you better get ready. Yeah. <laughs> right? You better make some preparations now because it's coming. It's happening. Right? Because you already have what they said so that you have expectation. Years ago, we were, uh, when we worked at Kenneth Hagin Ministries, and we were, uh, uh, we attended a wedding one, one uh, Saturday afternoon, and, and uh, uh, Kevin and myself and, and uh, some other friends of ours were going to get together after the wedding and, and make some barbecue. And we're going to barbecue some ribs and and so uh, at the wedding, Kevin was an usher at the wedding, and so he ushered in uh, uh, the Hagans. They were there at the, at the wedding. 
And so we called him Mom and Dad Hagen, you know, the seniors. And so uh, he ushered them in, and, and, uh, and Dad said to Kevin, what are you all doing today, and, and, you know, after this? And Kevin said, well, uh, Wayne and I are going to make some barbecue later. And uh, Dad kind of perked up, huh, you are? And uh, Kevin said, you want us to bring you some? He said, yeah, yeah, I think I'd like that. Bring, bring us some barbecue when you make it. Bring it, bring it over. He said, okay. So this was the days before cell phones and, and all of that, you know, so it's not, not as much communication uh, easy with everybody. And so Kevin and our friend Wayne, after the wedding, they went and played racquetball. And then they were going to come back later and make some barbecue, and then we were just going to take it over to the Hagen's house. Well, I went home, and I got a phone call from Brother Hagen. And he said, you know, Mom and I decided, rather than you bring it over, we'll just come over there. We'll be there at 3 o'clock. I'm like, uh, yes, sir. Oh, okay, okay. I'm like, no, you can't come. I'm not, you know, what am I saying? Brother Hagen's coming over for dinner. I now have a great expectation and a fear. <laughs> and uh, I've got no way to get in touch with Kevin and the guy who's going to make the barbecue. They haven't even made the barbecue yet. And, and, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then our other friend was helping finish up at the wedding. She wasn't home yet, and they were kind of coming to her house. And I'm like, I, I have to tell her they're coming to your house. <laughs> And, and, you know, what are we going to do? And I, I, I left a message on her answering machine at the time. And so I left her a message, call me as soon as you get back. The Hagens are coming over at, you know, 3 o'clock, and I will come over and help you clean your house. You know, so it's like, because I don't know if they were coming to my house, because they have, and surprised us. And so, so all of this happening, and I'm like, oh, what? but the expectation created action. The expectation created preparation. Knowing they were coming, he said, we're coming. That means they're coming. He's not going to back out. He's not going to change his mind. And so all of a sudden, everything's going into high gear. We're cleaning the house. We're setting the table. We're cleaning up the dinner. We're doing all kinds of things to prepare for them to come to our house because they said they were coming. Other, otherwise, there was no other preparation except four friends getting together and hanging out. Right. We didn't care. Right. But now we got, we got a word of something else happening here. We got to prepare. We got to get ready. You know, sometimes we say that a pregnant woman is expecting. Right? She's expecting. When she's expecting, you start making preparations. Because you know something's happening. You're not wondering, right? Once you get that test, you're like, now we're expecting. We're not just desiring. Now there's something else happening here. It might not even look like a baby yet, right? And so science, because it doesn't look like one yet, they want to call it all kinds of stuff. They don't even want to call it a baby. But everybody who's ever been pregnant knows exactly what's in there. Can't be anything else. It's not evolving. Clump of cells. Yeah, you're calling your friends, go, cells are dividing. Rejoice with me, cells are dividing. No, the reason you're happy is because you know it's a baby. 
You know what it is. You know exactly what you're expecting. It's not going to be a puppy. It's not going to be something else. It's going to be what you expect. Because we already know. We're not wondering what's going to happen. This is what happens when you're pregnant. You get a baby. Don't get to the hospital and the doctor goes, congratulations. You're the proud parents of a brand new puppy. Oh, well. I mean, we thought we wanted a baby, but this is what showed up. I guess God knew what we could handle. We just got to take steps. Really? He can't be trusted with what he said? You don't want to take that, you don't want to take that step? And really believe what he said and really, really trust what he said because you're being edgy now, Annie. You're being edgy. You're you're, you're stepping, you're stepping in my space. (laughs) Yeah. Because we need it. I said we need it. We need it. Look with me to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. We've been all over this chapter in the last few days. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Get ready to receive tonight. Get ready to receive. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment... Is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory while, while, in the middle of, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. While we look not at the things which are seen. Now, I know we've heard this, this scripture over and over again. We've been, it's been ministered to us. We know that we're supposed to, right? Uh, that the things that are not seen are, are, are eternal. The things that are seen are temporary. We've been all over this. I know we have. But at the same time, sometimes we only do half of this verse. What we do is we don't look at the things which are seen. That's the part we're good at. Well, I don't receive that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to look at that. I'm not going to look at that. But it doesn't say just stop looking. You're supposed to look at something else. You're supposed to look at something else. You're supposed to look at the unseen. Everybody say unseen. Unseen. With that in mind, let's go back to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 1. Now faith, our operating system, is the substance 
of things hoped for, expected, the evidence of things, what? Not seen. Well, that's what we're supposed to look at. While we look at the things which are unseen. That must mean we can see unseen things. He wouldn't tell us to look at unseen things if we couldn't see them. Amen. We're supposed to look at, not just ignore the seen, but look at the unseen. Notice he didn't say look at the unknown. It's not unknown. It's simply yet unseen. It is known. Because faith begins when the will of God is known. And the God who cannot lie is what produces expectation. Because he can't lie and we know what he said. Now we can look at the unseen. It's not unknown. It's simply yet unseen. We know what's on the other side because he already told us. That, my friend, is faith. But people don't want to always take that last step. Of the un- yeah, but that it's unseen. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? You're listening too much yeah. to the wrong voice. Yeah. What if you actually believed what he said? Yeah. Yeah. You started moving your knees. Expecting, expecting that they're not going to hurt. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We were ministering to uh, several people in a church up in New England, and, and we'd seen just instant things, uh, one after another, people, things that you could see that they were receiving their healing. And so next, a lady came who had a problem with her Achilles tendon in the back of, you know, the back of your ankle and uh, caused a lot of pain when she'd flex her, her foot. And so we ministered to her. Power of God went into her. And I said, well, all right then, let's, let's go up these stairs right here. There's some stairs. And so she said, well, it's not really going up the stairs that's the problem. It's coming down the stairs. So I said, well, go up the stairs. So she goes up the stairs. And then she hesitated to come down. She goes up the stairs. She's like, whoops, I just came off my shoe. Excuse me. Thank you, monitor. So she goes up the stairs and she goes, well, the, the real problem is, is coming down. And I can see in her eyes, she's already going, this is a problem. I can see it. And I'm thinking, she's going to be in pain coming down those stairs. Now, I just ministered to her, and the power of God went into her. But she's expecting pain when she comes down those stairs. Guess what she's going to get? Even though the power of God went into her. And this is where sometimes we've got to flip that switch. Because even though the power of God's been ministered to you, I'm not saying wait for a manifestation. I'm not going there at all. I'm saying expect what God said. Amen? What has happened instead is we've expected what we've had. 
We've expected, we'll say, well, I'll know if I don't have pain. No, you've already, you've already gone the wrong direction because you're anticipating pain. You're expecting pain even if you don't want it. And even though the power of God's been ministered to you, are you following me? Are you okay? I'm not mad at you. I want to help you. I want to help you receive from God. Amen. So what has happened many times is people go, okay, the power of God was ministered to me. Let's see how much I can do before I feel pain. You've thrown your expectation in the wrong direction. Because you're expect, even though you don't want it, you're expecting. And so I saw her standing at the top of the stairs expecting pain. So she comes down and she goes, and I see her wince. And she comes down, she looks at me real puzzled, and she goes, didn't work. It didn't work. And I said, would you let me help you? She said, yes, please. And expectation, again, has to do with what God has said and what we're looking at. Amen? Because faith is in the heart. It's not in your ankle. Don't look for your ankle to tell you whether you got faith. Don't look at your elbow to tell you whether you got faith. Look in your heart. Look in your heart. Open your heart. Don't try to open your ear. Don't try to open your eye. Don't try to open your nose. Don't, right? <laughs> Whatever it is that you've had issues with, don't try to open your lung to get something from God. Open your heart. And so I asked her, and, and we've, we've said, used this example a couple of times while we've been here. I asked her, I said, do you have grandchildren? She said, yeah. I said, do you love them? She said, well, yeah. I said, you didn't even have to think about that, did you? No. So do you wake up in the morning thinking, I wonder if I'll have enough love for my grandchildren today. <laughs> I, had it, I had it yesterday. I wonder if I'll have it today. Yeah. But people wonder that about their faith. Do I have enough faith today? Yeah. But faith is in the same place love is. Don't look in your mind for it. Look where love is. Look where love is. So I said to her, I said, uh, I- I'm guessing you love Jesus. And she said, oh, yeah, I do. I said, do you know he loves you? Oh, yeah. I said, for just a second then, close your eyes. She closed her eyes. And I said, just think, just for a moment, how much he loves you. And her face changed. And she got a little smile on her face. I said, now walk up and down those stairs. She went up. She came down. She went, it worked. <laughs> Why? She opened her heart to him. Listen, family. It's all about your heart and God. That's why I said if you can connect with God, healing is easy. We're not trying to get him to change something in our natural. We're, what we're doing is we're connecting with him where he is. Not trying to get him to come where we are. We're connecting where he is, and it's there. It's there. It's there. Hallelujah. Faith is the substance of things expected. 
expected. If hope was on a meter, <clears throat> like a thermometer, it could be higher, it can be low. We, we obviously know it can be high in Florida, right? <laughs> the thermometer can be high. <laughs> but it's not always there. It can go down, it can go up, right? It fluctuates. This is your expectation. This is your hope. You set your expectation. He doesn't. This is what's so wonderful about him. He's so good, he lets you set your expectation. He doesn't wait till you get to a certain level. But wherever you set your expectation, that's what faith will sink its teeth into. That's what faith produces. So even if you're expecting on a low level, good news, faith will produce something there. That's why sometimes it seems to take a little bit longer for some people or a little bit shorter for other people to, to, to get the full benefit, to see the full benefit, is because their expectation, sometimes your expectation is a little bit lower, but good, you're getting, it, you're getting something. That's why often we get the beginning of something with people. We see them begin to change, begin to amend, right? But if we put the expectation then on what we are seeing or what we have felt and then we stop, it stops. What if we bumped up our expectation? What would it hurt? What would it hurt? He's the God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you dare ask or think. Amen? But make sure you don't confuse desire with expectation. Don't reach for something. Don't try to expect more thinking it will impress God. Don't go there. Go where you have peace. Go where you have peace. Amen. Don't substitute uh, some great lofty thing if you don't have peace there. Because you're past your own expectation. And then you'll be disappointed because it was a great amount of desire, a little amount of expectation. I'm not trying to be semantic, you know, just have semantics about this. But many times people are like, well, well, I'm going to get it all in 10 days. and you know. Well, do you have peace there? You're still basing it on what he said, not just on what you want. Major on what he said. And get that where you can see it. Where you can see it for yourself. You see yourself. What, what do you look like well? What do you eat when you're well? How do you sleep when you're well? Yeah. Right? While we look not at the things which are seen, but we're looking at the unseen, see yourself with it. Yeah. See yourself already, you already well. See, make sure you get that picture really big on the inside. You're seeing now the unseen. You're seeing what he sees about you. Amen? You get that picture big on the inside of you, not just, oh, if I could only, if I could just, Oh, wouldn't it be great if? That's desire. But when you can see yourself with, oh my goodness, what I'll be able to do. 
what I'll be able, what I'll be able to do now. Oh, because he's so good. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Now you've changed it from desire to expectation. Praise the Lord. This is something we can all get better at. Me included. I can get, I can get a whole lot better at this. Amen. Because he has given us our imagination to see unseen things. He wants us to see unseen things. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So for just a few moments, those of you who came to have hands laid on you tonight, check your heart. Check your heart. Praise God. Where are you right now? Maybe you were just in the, I'm tired of this, or I'm tired of that, or I just want this, or I just want that. I hope that you have gotten a little bit more clarity tonight. Mm -hmm. That expectation is different. And it's based on what he said. I'll tell you this. Jesus himself, Jesus himself in his own body, the Bible says, bore with those stripes on his back, took for us every bit of sickness and disease he took in his own body. In his own body, paid for every sickness and every disease with his own flesh. And the Bible tells us, by those stripes, we are healed. Just the fact that he took those stripes, see him take it for you. Don't even try to quote a bunch of other healing scriptures. Just see what he did for you. And believe it. Just believe what he did. Just believe what he did. He accomplished it. He did it. He finished it. Glory to God. Amen. He is now the conquering Jesus. Praise the Lord. The one who finished the work. That's who we have fellowship with. Glory to God. Amen. You don't even have to know a bunch of other scriptures. Or how about this? The Bible says, you know, many people know the Lord's Prayer. Amen. One of the parts of the Lord's Prayer says, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. As it is in heaven. Are there any sick people in heaven? No. Of course not. No. Of course not. There are no sick people in heaven. So just by even knowing the Lord's prayer, you could know that it is the will of God on the earth for nobody to be sick. No broke people either either in heaven. Therefore, right, that's his will on the earth. You don't have to know a million more scriptures. You already know the will of God. And faith begins when you know his will. Jesus already paid for it. He's not asking you to pay for it. He paid for it with his own body. That is his will. He already made a decision for you. Glory to God. If you can expect that, you're in a good place. You're in a good place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. See yourself well. See yourself. See him taking it for you. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. Thank you for making your will known to us so that we can step out in faith with absolute confidence tonight in you. You cannot lie. Therefore, we can expect all that you said to be done. Glory to God. It's not based on our own thoughts, but it's based on what you said. Hallelujah. Not based on our own righteousness, our own godliness, our own power, but it's on you. It's the name of Faith in the name. Thank you that your anointing destroys yokes of bondage tonight. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you, Lord, that you called us, gave us an anointing to minister to the sick tonight, minister to those in pain tonight, and they'll be healed. Glory to God. We give you all the glory, all the praise. Hallelujah. And this is just the beginning for many tonight. Just the beginning of a new life in Christ. New expectations. A new walk and a new confidence in our Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you began such a good work in this house. And you are completing it with such excellence and grace and power. We will come behind in no good gift in this house. Holy Spirit, you know you are welcome here to do all that you have in your heart to do. Thank you for healing these tonight in Jesus name who praise the Lord praise the Lord praise the Lord praise the Lord hallelujah 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 those of you who came tonight to have hands laid on you for healing let me start with this first how many of you are currently in pain so of some kind in pain we hope you enjoyed this message by word of life church We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text... 407-955-5300. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.